Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the book of Daniel. We're in the fourth chapter, and uh, I actually thought we'd go through this a little quicker, but I keep seeing things. You know how that goes. <laughs> keep seeing more and more. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's had a dream, and we've covered this in the previous two or three episodes, so go and listen to those if you haven't already. And I'm going to read the dream again, and then point out something. Maybe we'll move on to the interpretation right now. So Daniel chapter 4, verse 10 says this. Now, these are the visions in my mind as I lay on my bed. This is Nebuchadnezzar speaking. I was looking, and behold, there was a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew large and became strong, and its height reached to the sky, and it was visible to the end of the whole earth. Its foliage was beautiful, and its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches, and all the living creatures fed themselves from it. I was looking in the visions in my mind on my bed, and behold, a watcher, a holy one, descended from heaven. So we have this holy one descended from heaven. It's not an angel. A lot of times you'll see the phraseology is an angelic watcher. No, it's, it's a watcher. Verse 14. He shouted out and spoke as follows. Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its foliage and scatter its fruit. Let the beast flee from under it and the birds from its branches. Yet, leave the stump with its roots on the ground, or in the ground, but with a band of iron and bronze around it in the new grass of the field. And let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and let him share with the beast in the grass of the earth. So we talked in the previous episode about how we've gone from a tree now. He's seeing a tree, and the watchers are declaring, hey, chop this down. And they went from saying chop down the tree to describing it as a him is a person. Verse 16, continuing to talk about this person. Let his mind be changed from that of a man and let a beast mind be given to him and let seven periods of time pass over him. So you see that he's going to lose his mind. Literally, he's not going to have the mind of a man. He's going to have the mind of a beast. He's going to be living outside drenched with the dew of heaven. He's going to eat the grass of the earth like the beast. And there's going to be seven periods of time. And this means seven years. We'll talk about that more later. Now watch this, verse 17. This sentence is by the decree of the angelic watchers. And the decision is a command of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever he wishes and sets over it the lowliest of men. Notice how it says this sentence is by the decree. A sentence. <clears throat> we associate a sentence with what? If somebody's being punished for something, if something, somebody's been found guilty of something, and there is that going on here. We'll see that later. So verse 18, this is the dream which I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, this is Daniel, tell me its interpretation inasmuch as none of the wise men of my kingdom is able to make known to me the interpretation. But you are able, for a spirit of the holy gods is in you. Now verse 19 begins the interpretation. 
Then Daniel, whose name is Belteshazzar, was appalled for a while as his thoughts alarmed him. We actually learn a great deal about Daniel right here in the midst of all this. He is sitting here and he's listening to the king describe this thing. When the king is done with it, Daniel is appalled. What does appalled mean? <laughs> Shocked, set back, terrified, okay, stunned, okay, over what he's heard. And he's appalled for a while as his thoughts alarmed him. And he's alarmed. He's upset. Well, why? Well, we'll see. The king responded and said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation alarm you. Belteshazzar replied, My lord, if only the dream applied to those who hate you and its interpretation to your adversaries. And we're going to read this either in the moment or in the next episode, what the interpretation is. Daniel knew what the interpretation was. He already knew it. He knew it was bad for the king. And rather than rejoicing in that, which might be the response of the flesh, remember, Daniel had been captured. His city was in the process of being destroyed. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar besieged Jerusalem three times. Daniel was hauled off in that first siege. And those besiegements lasted, what, 13 years? I think three of them over 13 years, something like that. So Nebuchadnezzar was still in the process of doing that. But Daniel was appalled on behalf of the king. He was alarmed on behalf of the king. Also, the king very likely had made Daniel a eunuch. It doesn't say that forthrightly in the scripture, but there's enough little hints to where we think that's probably what occurred. Well, that'd give you a bad attitude right there, right? He says, oh, Lord, if only this dream applied to those who hate you, and if only his interpretation was for your adversaries. Daniel did not include himself among those that hated him. Now, let's just read a brief portion of what the interpretation is. Verse 20. The tree that you saw, which became large and grew strong, whose height reached to the sky and was visible to all the earth, and whose foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in which was food for all under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and whose branch the birds of the sky lies. It is you, O king, for you have become great and grown strong, and your majesty has become great and reached to the sky and your dominion to the end of the earth. There's a couple things right here that I want to see. First of all, uh, remember when, when uh, Nebuchadnezzar had the, uh, the statue dream, and Daniel looked at him and said, you're the head of gold? This is the same type of thing. He says, you're, O king, you are that great tree. Why? Because you're great. You've grown strong. You're majestic. And your majesty has reached to the sky and your dominion to the end of the earth. The second thing I want us to see is that when Daniel starts to interpret this, that he literally speaks back the dream to Nebuchadnezzar. Notice how he described each thing. And this is something that is really sort of important in interpreting dreams and in understanding dreams. And you say, well, God doesn't do that kind of stuff today. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> he definitely does. And so if someone comes to you and says, you know, I had a dream, and I don't understand what it meant at all, do not slam the door shut on being able to help them and being a vessel of the Most High God. The Lord may decide to move in and through you 
to give understanding. If someone is recounting a dream to you, if you think you may know what it means or a portion of it means, you do well to do exactly what Daniel did right here and to recount it back to him. To say, okay, what I've heard you saying is this, that the tree you saw, it became large and it grew strong, that type of thing. Daniel just forthrightly said the tree that you saw and then recounts everything the king says. That helps at a multitude of levels. First of all, it lets them know that you have been listening and you're listening aggressively and you're listening in the spirit of the Lord. Also, it tells them that you're taking them seriously. Also, it confirms whether you've heard something correctly or incorrectly. A lot of times when you speak something back to somebody like that, they remember additional details and you wind up having this conversation back and forth. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I, I remember there was another thing involved with this. I had this happen all the time. People will say, well, I had this dream. I said, well, tell me about it. And so they'll start telling me about it. And I'll say, OK, and I'll you know, present it back to them. They'll say, oh, yeah, and I remember this. I remember that. A lot of times I'll get them to write it down. You know, a lot of times they don't want to write it down and they won't write it down. If that happens, then that's just telling me that they're not really interested in what the interpretation is. Because sometimes there's a degree of hard work involved with this right here, right? If you write it down, you'll remember more and more things that will come to your mind that you saw. Well, anyway, my time's up. We'll continue talking about this dream, this interpretation, and even how God does the same thing with us today. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you next episode.